Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is season two. Welcome to the House of Common Show. I am your host, Chris Chase, and I am here with the Mandem. I'm here with Adam, Calvin, O'Shea, Andrew, Jason, Stefan, Tim, Kareem, who is still a part of our show, and Bart, the Mandem, the grouping. We are all here for you, the listener, for you, the viewer. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter, House of Com 1, on Instagram, the House of Common Show, on Facebook, the House of Common Show. You can search for us on YouTube to watch all of our videos from season one and the upcoming videos from season two by searching the words House of Commons show. Again, we are now above the UK Parliament. You can find this easily. Subscribe to the channel. Share every single video that you see, whether you like them or whether you hate watching them with your friends. Get the views up. Get the fans up. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your rights. And if you are a listener and you love podcasts, make sure to subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Leave a five-star review when you do. Sounds good? That being said, welcome to episode one of season two. Gentlemen, we have been away for a very long time. Our last show was in early April of this year. At the beginning, as you would say, of the, the global pandemic that is COVID-19, we, maybe we would have hoped or thought that this would have been done by now, but we are still all in our basements, all kind of recording on our, in, in our own spaces on Zoom. We're still in the thick of it all. And so many stories have gone on since we last hung out. And so I thought it'd be wise for us to take a couple of minutes each to talk about a story of the summer, something that happened from when we last got together on Zoom for a show up till right now on this day, October 6, 2020, something that stood out to you that maybe we weren't able to cover in a show. So, gentlemen, we're going to start with Stefan, Mr. Hot Take himself. If you're going to start, start with the person who's going to make sure that your show might get canceled. Stefan Watson, what is your story of summer? Uh, my story of summer uh, is really a word, entanglement. You know, we heard about Will and Jada and August Alsina and uh, Jada and Alsina. <laughs> Uh, had, a, uh, <laughs> had a little thing and uh, on Jada's show um, her and Will discussed it and she said that basically she had an entanglement and so we get a little insight into some celebrity marriages uh, in this case Will and Jada and a lot of jokes ensued uh, and I just want to warn uh, men out there, married men um, don't allow your wife to get into an entanglement what? I don't know if it's Will. <laughs> what the heck? This, this guy, this I mean, wish him from I, the like, dark of the cave that he's recording into this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not Will, wrong. No, he's not. He's not wrong. He's not. I'm not. I'm just saying. I, I, I think spouses, say, period, should not yeah, be. Yeah, 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 no, no entanglement, this is a non-entanglement about that. Period. You were specific about show. women, but I did say, men. I did say that if you're going to get your show canceled, you start with Stefan, so there you go. This might be inside job sabotage. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're with somebody, this is a non-entanglement show. Don't get into entanglements. <laughs> this season's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's, it's about to be entanglement for you. <laughs> what? What are you wishing? What is happening no, no, right no, no, now? No, no, no. I'm going to keep it moving. I'm going to keep it moving. Don't you spit that over me. This is our first show in a long time. So uh, my, my story of the summer is uh, we were affirmed that Raise a Hallelujah is not a worship song. What? Billboard Music Awards nominated them for top Christian song, but not top worship song. So there we go. But in all seriousness, uh, my story of the summer is uh, people don't care. Like, like, like. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, I myself uh, I work uh, in uh, in public site in uh, the front line. The only person that is probably more exposed than I am is Stefan. Uh, and it's like, it's one of those things that people don't care. Uh, what ends up happening is that people don't like being told what to do. 
and they will do the opposite, even if it is to the endangerment of their lives and the lives of others. And uh, it's one of those things that also um, the NBA uh, players have taught me uh, that uh, money is worth more than taking a stand. Oof. Ooh. Oof. Oh, boy. That was a punch. Mm. Wow. Dang. We wow. might need to come back on that one in a couple of minutes. Do you hear that, Kyrie? We're coming for you. <laughs> you really don't well, like him. He didn't him. play, so he's, he's not who to Tim is the new hot take. Referencing. Ooh, that was, I surrender my name Tim's to coming Timothy through. Souls. Yeah, Tim might be. Reem, what's your story of the summer, my man? Um, well, growing up when I was a kid, uh, I was really into breakfast. One of the things that I loved to have during breakfast was my pancakes and my Eggos. And along with my pancakes and my Eggos. Yo, shout out to Eggos, man. Yeah, bro. Uh, there was a particular syrup that I loved to have. Mm. That syrup that I'm referencing, that brand that I'm referencing is Aunt Jemima. Mima. And uh, we learned that um, its origins uh, were based on a racial stereotype. And so they're going to change their name. So my kids coming up are not going to be having Aunt Jemima syrup anymore. That's I know it might not be mean much to some of the viewers, but that means something to me. That's weird. Like uh, my kids are not going to have Aunt Jemima syrup. They're going to have that bootleg syrup. So that's <laughs> that's that's kind of what I want to speak to right now. Dang, it's a witch hunt. True. Oh, I mean, you, I mean, you could you could buy a whole bunch of them now and like store them, but you know that's a whole other thing. And you uh, can pick off the labels. You, you could, right? It'd just be Jemima, anyhow. Spark. Oh, jeez. Story of the summer, my man. There's a few things I, I I would love to touch on. The one of the, the the first thing is I guess end of summer when they announced that kids would go back to school, and I was like. Mm-hmm. Are we really ready to go back to school? And then it became a hot topic whether or not, you know, you would be able to send your kid or do distance and all that kind of stuff. And a lot, it, it almost became like the, are you a uh, a parent who's like, nah, I'm sending my kids to school. They need to go back to school. Bun this virus. Or are you a, how could they be so foolish if we only have limited of 25 people? Now it's 10 um, in our home, but they can have 25 to 30 kids inside of the school mixing families and then come back to the home. The other thing, uh, you know, I still got to say it's it's obvious, but it's obvious because it's obvious because it's obvious because COVID and it's still here. And the fact that we, you know, it's, it's specifically in the United States, the way that things are just guaning, it's like, you could you, I heard Trevor Noah say like, Africa's looking at the US like, okay, so now you guys have disease and you guys are having problems <laughs> and you need help, right? Oh, interesting, huh, huh. And you're, there's people messing with your elections and now there's tyranny and all this type of stuff. Okay, cool. And your leader doesn't wanna leave office. He wants to make it so that he can stay in office forever. I'm just saying, man, it's a hot summer. America's mm. on the brink of a civil war. Call oh, it. boy. Stop this. Get in there. I think... I think... Sorry, Tim. It was a, it was a short-lived rain. That's hot yeah. <laughs> Three Strap minutes. up, boy. Strap seconds. up. Strap <laughs> up. Strap up. No, I, I think for me, for the summer, it's been, you know, Jacob Blake and just what went on there. And we talked about it on a special show there. But also just the as as bart was saying just the the u.s climate and the the government situation there and how we're so caught up as canadians in that we're more caught up in that than all the things that have been happening in our own canadian government and the things that have been taking place and that's how much we're so glued to what the americans do is because we're so focused on this but there's a lot of craziness that has happened in the canadian government itself but that's that's been a a, an interesting thing to me because everybody is glued to what is happening between uh, Trump and Biden. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. So anyway, uh, one thing that really I was thinking about recently about how in 20, uh, 2012, when, when there, there was election, it seems like almost a month before election day in the United States, something big always happens. Even uh, 2016, the uh, WikiLeaks with Hillary Clinton, and I knew something was going to happen. And so recently now we just saw that Donald Trump 
was diagnosed with COVID and I'm looking like, okay, how is he going to handle this? And then just seeing how he handled it and being paraded around and exposing his secret agents and, and all these things. And it's like, wow, you know, so this is definitely the wild card. And it's going to be interesting to see how what's going to go on with America going forward. And so, yeah, it's I think that's the biggest thing that I've really seen. Like, wow, OK, I think now the election might shift, but that's all on the story. Word. I think a big thing, a big thing for me was there's a viral video. <clears throat> oh my gosh, I don't know how to speak. There's a viral video that that went viral. I think it was like June or July, and it had to do with a First Nations chief named Alan, Alan Adam, and like he got violently arrested up in Alberta, and like it didn't take too much time. And this is where like. I guess it's more of a kudos story where, but it still sucks that this happened to this man, but they basically charged him with a bunch of stuff and video came out, evidence came out that basically proved this guy um, and his point of view was right. And they actually dropped the charges on this guy, but it doesn't excuse the fact that he still had to go through that experience. It is more of a win, win, lose kind of story that came up, but more or less to shine light to everyone that doesn't really know that this stuff happens in our backyard. Like that's just Alberta at a casino. Racism is not just an American thing. No, nah, man. Yeah. Nah, and I think even just what you guys were saying before about, you know, Andrew, about how people are watching the American news and stuff. I, I'm not going to comment too much on it, but I think it's because uh, we're seeing the same underplays under, you know, the same, same undercurrent here in Canada, maybe not to the extent of the nationalism and, tribalism as we do in, in the states but uh but there's a lot of similarities in terms of 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 the racism that goes on in in different stuff but i think man the top story of the summer for me was tesla launched a bunch of rockets they launched 60 60 what was it 60 starlink satellites into space they had this uh, you know a significant launch in july and the reality is, is that like no one is talking about it Literally, no one is talking about this. This uh, sorry, it's not Tesla. It's SpaceX. They launched a whole bunch of stuff. Elon Musk, and the the the, the thing that I'm I'm looking at it is like, man, like back in the '60s and '70s, like space travel was such a big deal. You know, when America was launching rockets into space and when Sputnik went up. This was all before, I guess, all of us were born. But man, like this was such a big deal. And now in 2020, we've got we've got more like more significant space travel and exploration and discovery um and technology going on and nobody's talking about it this just blows my mind because and that's how crazy 2020 has been is that like these significant progresses are being made in technology and science and nobody cares because so we want to go to mars <laughs> talk to me when we're launching people to mars <laughs> <laughs> i mean you gotta start somewhere Dude. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Tim is honest, this, this summer, man, is it's been wild. Readjusting back to being in Ontario. Welcome um, back. Those license plates are no joke, eh? What's that? I said those license plates are no joke. Oh, license plates, yeah. Um, you know, I, I actually I haven't spent too much time looking at the news. I think, uh, to just be really honest, we spent so much energy coming into the summer trying to be woke, right, and trying to tap into um, our histories and, and how we relate to the world around us. And it, it kind of was nice to just bounce and, and dip out, start a new career, um, new place, new people. And I think for me, the like most notable, because this whole year is a bit of a blur now, but I just remember Dr. Dre's uh, estranged wife trying to extort him for all kinds of nonsense. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, between that and, like, Kanye going off and having, like, this incredibly wild religious experience and then just coming to, like, terms with the terms that he's come to uh, in, as an artist um, and the lament that he has for it and the liberation that he's providing for the artist that, that he himself enlisted he's still I've in the president mostly been race, at, by the way like, okay um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i just kind of been enjoying like the the nice weather sports are back i mean COVID spiking 
there's troubles that we're still in troublesome times uh but i've definitely found more a space to be in the the space of levity let's say that it's, it's been hard to to try and stay woke mm. i guess for me the story of the summer uh is connected in in two kind of book book uh bookends uh the story of the summer was a story of black women I'll start with uh, the the protests and the the cries for justice for Breonna Taylor, on on one end that just ended um, late September when we found out that only one police officer was going to be charged for something that was not even related to her death, and then the other bookend was the the random shooting of Megan <laughs> Stallion. Now there's going to be somebody who <laughs> is going to say, well, how dare you talk about somebody who sings about. WAP and everything else like that. Like, if that's if you're watching this show and you're thinking that, then stop watching the show. Or better yet, subscribe and then just don't watch it. Um, the story is that she gets, you know, attacked by Canadian rapper Tory Lanes, and instead of people feeling sorry for her or feeling bad for her and wanting justice for her, uh, there are memes and jokes and stories and just the reminder that black women are just kind of always seen as less than. It's always a joke. Black women have always protected black men, and yet still they're seen as less than when they're in trouble. And then the flip side to that, or the back end of that, is then we see what happens to Breonna Taylor and how the thing that actually bothered me a bit over the course of, over the, course of the, the protests for her up to the, 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 the sentencing or whatever else it's called, was how how she became a commodity. She became a media commodity. She became a a a meme. She became a T-shirt. She became a slogan. And I saw this this tweet that said she got all this fame, and the one thing she, she needed just as she didn't get. Mm-hmm. And isn't that the story of black women that they give of themselves and they give them themselves and they give them themselves? And listen. We've been accused of that on this show, too. We had a, a segment called One's Gotta Go, and we were talking about musicians, and we were told that we were not loving black women. The guys are getting upset about me saying that, but that's what happened. And the reality is there's this, un- this underlying thing where it feels like black women are being constantly disrespected, and we saw that happen throughout the summer. And, and no matter what happened in the news, I kept on coming back to the fact that Megan Thee Stallion got shot or disrespected uh, in in a car with a rapper, and the rapper was getting props for a long period of time, and Breonna Taylor died in her bedroom, and there's no justice for her because, well, too bad, too sad. To the point where uh, the the grand jury was was wasn't given all the information when they made their ruling. To the point where they tried to actually. Get her boyfriend. You can find this on record. Try to get her boyfriend to say, "Ah, yeah, she was actually a part of a drug enterprise, and that they can actually not give her family money or call her guilty." To the point where they gave her family twelve million dollars before sharing a sentence because money is more important than justice. The story of the summer. What they could do? It's crazy. The story of the summer, black women. That 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 was for me. The the plight of black women. Can I also add one one quick thing? Jump Another in there. story of the summer. Uh, my man Chris Chase got a job, yo. He's out here. This guy's working, working. Blue check, Whoa. everything. Whoa. <laughs> Inspirational quote. JPEG. Come on. Shouts. I'm not gonna put myself. I'm not gonna put myself on, on on spot. But shouts to the home team. You know who you know who we are. You know how uh-huh. we do. Gentlemen. Uh, there's, there's obviously there's so many, so many things uh, that have, that has come up. We talked about entanglements. We talked about Aunt Jemima. Uh, we talked about uh, things that are happening in Western, Western Canada. We talked about how the, how the, the presidential election is, go- is having its effect here in Canada. We talked about the fact that, um, that there is space travel and things happening. But I want to come back to, I want to come back to something that Tim said. Yes, Tim said, because it's, it's, it's connected to a lot of this stuff. The fact that nobody cares about anything right now. I just find it to be, I, I find it to be a weird thing. Gentlemen, have you seen that happening in and around you where people are just kind of like, I'm exhausted. I stands all I can stands. I can't stands no more. And I don't care anymore. Are you seeing that yourselves? Because I, I'm getting a little bit of the hints of that too in my own life. 
yeah let me let me hop in i see it on a, on a regular basis people are tired we've been here locked down since march and to be really honest i don't think it's just the fact of the lockdowns and the virus i think people are tired of not actually knowing like what's happening we get uh, the premier of ontario today sort of c contradicting himself uh, when talking about thanksgiving and gatherings and saying okay you can have 25 people outside and only 10 inside but maybe it should be best to just stick to 10 outside too and people are just trying to figure out like okay well what do i do um you know we see cases uh of covid rising uh as of today and just continuously going up uh, but you know people are hearing that they're getting false positives or uh, or their their test was the wrong person uh they got the results for someone else so like what i think people are just getting frustrated with is you know not really knowing and honestly like seeing things happening and seeing how you know we're opening up things but things don't need to be open um, like strip clubs didn't need to be open bars didn't need to be open but we opened them up so what what really were we doing were we doing it because we need to have money flowing through the economy obviously but at the same time like what's more important money or saving lives and i think people are just confused right now and not sure so it's better to just go about living life like who cares we're just gonna do whatever yolo right yolo yeah you know what i i compare it to there's two sides to it so there's one thing where it's like there's only so long you're supposed to ride on the spare tire and we were so only supposed to be in this state for a certain amount of time so now it's kind of like man it's really uncomfortable and then you couple that with um, uh, uh, irrational or, or blown. Everything is an extreme right now. So every story is the most salacious story from in Canada, uh, um, the we the we network and, 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 and Bill Morneau to some of the uh, um, the, the murders of indigenous women and, and all that type of stuff. And and to, to all to the covid and to the, all the rulings that have been changing and how people perceive that and even to our neighbors and how that election is affecting us. Everything is so loud. And it's called, and that's coupled with we are running on a spare tire. We are operating in a system that is intended to be temporary, and yet, and we have to wear these masks, and we don't know where we're supposed to go. If we're allowed to have ten people or twenty-five people, are we going back to stage two or phase three or phase two or phase one? Or school's going to get canceled? Everything is so amped, and it's very hard. I I genuinely feel like. Um, Facebook and Instagram's business model is going to change. Um, they're going to need to have some type of injection of good news, and this is why you see TikTok blowing up because it's it's nonpartisan. At least not for the most part. For the most part, oh, it's just man. dancing. It's just cooking, and it's you know what I mean. Like there's so much more relief there, and Facebook is basically a dumpster fire right now. Like yeah. you can't go on there without it being something that's so salaciously leftist or so salaciously you know in the right wing. And I feel all of that coupled with the spare tire. I don't know. It's just mm. too much. Yeah, Bart, I hear what you're saying about the spare tire analogy, and I I completely agree with you, man. And I think. Stefan, when you talk about this this whole juxtaposition between saving lives and money, the economy, I don't actually think that that's the conversation that people who are having a hard time with this, you know, I don't think that's actually the, 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 the question that they're confronted with. What they're saying more so is, is that we don't have evidence that we're saving lives by doing the things that we're doing. You know, we don't we don't have enough evidence to say, you know, that, that this is actually saving lives. And, and the other fact is that, and I think that this is maybe the short-sightedness of society on our part, is that like, we're gonna pay for this time. We're gonna pay in dividends for this time. Um, you know, these, these uh, CERB checks that are going out, uh, all this social, yeah, man, all this social assistance and everything that's happening right now to kind of assist workplaces, businesses, um, uh, you know that that whole wage subsidy program, serve checks, all that kind of stuff. Money, you you they they're not making up money. This money is all getting logged, and people are going to have to pay for it. And so right now, it's under the guise of we need to save lives, but there's a huge bill coming, a massive bill coming that nobody is talking about. And I think that that's the thing 
Yeah, that's a, I think that that's the thing that that there's a lot of people that are worried about right now in terms of like we actually need to get this economy kickstarted. COVID's not going anywhere. Okay, the projections for COVID is that COVID we're gonna live with COVID for the rest of our lives and then into our children and stuff. It's not gonna be even if it's a vaccine, they're looking at it more like the flu rather than something like smallpox or something that can be completely eradicated. This is something that we're gonna have to live with live with. And so I think the conversation, not that I agree with it, but I think the conversation is let's start to get on with it. We're gonna have to get on with it, but let's get on with it now because we're hemorrhaging money right now as a society. Well, well, they already talked about the GST is probably going to have to go up in the next couple of years. That's the start. Like taxes are going up regardless of what government it is. Like, you know, conservatives don't want to do it. But guess what? We got to pay for this. So you're right. I agree with you. But I think when we talk about the economy, the problem is I've heard people say I'm risking my life going to work every day. And is it really worth it? Right. Like people are, you know, factory workers going to work. They're not sure who they're coming into contact with because yeah. their kids are going to school. Like, you know, so I, I hear what you're saying. I just think, you know, people are starting to like really weigh the pros and cons of like, well, I could go to work, contract this disease and then die. Right. Like, so I don't know. Like nobody really has the answers. Like, like I said. But yeah, we yeah. I agree with you though. We're definitely gonna end up paying for this. Yeah. I'm moving to none of it. Stay away from here, everybody. So <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Got my snowshoes. <laughs> I think it's more than just COVID though. Yeah. Um when we look at no it, preach. it's it's everything. People don't care about everything because they've been bombarded with everything, whether it be race, whether it be the economy, whether it be sickness, whether it be everything, everything this summer has been poured out heavily on society. And so society's tired. Society's like, I'm done thinking. I just want to, and like someone said, that's why TikTok and all this stuff is going rampant because people don't want to think anymore. People are like, I'm done trying to focus on all this serious stuff because if I do, I'm going to go crazy. And so they're trying to just be saying, I'm done with everything. Burn it, you know, let it, let Burn it just it down. Be. Exactly. Because if not, then we're going to go crazy because like everything is a powder keg now, whether it be COVID whether it be the race issue, whether it be the election, because who said civil war? Stefan over there, you know, and then we've got our own Canadian government that... Get ready, get ready. They're they're all over. So people are just done. Yeah. Alan, let me throw you, man. Um, You know, you talked about a little bit about how, you know, it was nice to kind of unplug as you kind of got reintegrated into into Ontario back back from from out west. You know, we have three months left in 2020. Where do we go next? Like, how does this, like, is this kind of like, is right now October 6th, the season two premiere of the House of Commons show, is this kind of like the rest of three months from now? Or is there sort of like, do you see any levity? Where does this go? I don't, I don't see any levity coming other than through the, like, the presidential debates. Um, (laughs) Like... Where is it going to come from? We're, we're now in the season where, like, when I go to work, the sun rises in my windshield, in my rear view. When I, go, when I come from work, it's in my rear view, the sunset. And we're, we're getting into a dark time. Uh, things are shutting down again in, in a lot of ways. There's a lot of fear, right? We're seeing that our, our healthcare system is being overrun with testing. Um, our government's a mess. The neighbor's government's a mess. I'm not trying to sound like doomsday, but we're going into a season where we're going to be inside more. It's going to be cold, and we can't go out and do the things that help us stay energized in this time. And I think all the things that were great about the first shutdown, I mean, yes, we're going to pay for it, but tapping into our creativity, spending time with loved ones, enjoying life uh, at a slower pace, we're trying to catch up to that time now. We had an extended vacation. And so not that there's not gonna be good things that are happening in the world um, and in our lives, but it's, it's, it's gonna be a real awkward time, I think, come November, come December, because um, life is not normal. And even the new normal that we have um, to play with is not gonna be a consistent thing going forward. Jason, mm. you're, you're the... You're our, our resident um, American. You have an, uh, a, a deep love for, for your home country. Uh, that is, you know, it is what it is. 
right? But you're also here and you are working here. You are doing some really, really, really amazing things in this country. You have a, you have a, a different perspective than, than the rest of us when it comes to the pains of, of people uh, and then sort of the hope of people. When you were kind of talking with your family members and your friends down south as they're kind of informing you, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? Well, I mean, I would say right now people are in a place where uh, the uncertainty is at a level that's never been seen in the United States. Uh, even I've, some of my discussions with people is doesn't matter what happens in November if Trump wins or if Biden wins. I think if Biden, excuse me, I think if Trump wins that he's not going to just go down. You're hearing a lot of people talk about that. Uh, but many people want change. And many times on the show, I say that we see that the two countries at all this time, we've, we've seen, you know, two countries that are there, even under the banner of one. And it's going to be interesting to see how things have been going into 2021 to see how both countries respond to see if we if which I believe is going to happen, that we get the Biden country where now we're working on possibly, uh, you know, prison reform or police reform. And now we're actually focused on making lives better for just not black lives, but other minorities. Or are we going to see? The other part that we're going to see, you know, Trump maintain his power and maintain his possession, even though it seems like that he might lose, you know, that the Republicans might lose, um, you know, the House and the Senate, which is a very good possibility. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, uh, you know, with his conservative vote and many of the uh, white evangelicals who are voting for him. But that's that's just the facts. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But it's definitely a lot of uncertainty, but uh, definitely a time of faith. I, I do want to push back on something that Andrew said. I think our government is n not in shambles. I think, you know, in comparison to the United States, yeah, the prime minister had a little ethics thing. But I don't a think... Little? A little? A little ethics thing? No, it's not four. Okay. That's Guys. not a little. <laughs> can we just can we just shout out to um, Prime Minister Trudeau's PR team, best in the land? Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> the amount of things they have covered up and been able to. <laughs> yo, the man did blackface, yo. I know it was twenty exactly, years ago. Exactly. Oh my just saying, Continue. Continue. Sorry, one was brown face. <laughs> yeah. Savon, you were saying. Okay. Savon, yeah. Let hot, let hot takes come out. Yeah, what are your thoughts on the We Charity stuff, on? Well, listen, I think exactly. the We Charity thing... Before I flame you, fam. Uh, the We Charity thing is obviously, obviously bad, but, you know... Obviously bad? Oh, wow. I can't say but after that. But here's like the thing. I think SNC Lavalin was kind listen, of bad, too. Oh, listen, here's the thing, guys. I watched enough of the wire to know that this happens say, all say, the time. If we say that our government is not the, the, the same as what's going on in the States, we're fooling ourselves. It's just that we're, we're so focused on the States... That, that we're not focused on Canada and listening to, what, to what's happening here. here. But if we could focus to listen to what is happening here, there's a lot of craziness. If and, in and the United <laughs> States, Steve Mnuchin was in, in cahoots with uh, uh, a, a rogue or a lobbying organization, the same way that if it was an American story, it would be so much more salacious. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's Canada, it does not get played the same way. But what I mean by our, like, our, our, the leader of our country isn't going around and downplaying the virus, right? He's not, you know, calling other nations. He's downplaying his own financial misgivings. That's all. But sorry. But that's, right, a, sorry. that's a different. Well, listen, but uh, Bill Morneau did resign. Right? Uh, and he was forced to. <laughs> he was forced to resign. <laughs> this is in easier terms. He was fired. Nicely. <laughs> he wasn't. No, 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 no. He was, he, was Freeland, right? he was giving his children money. <laughs> and was, then Christy Freeland no, is like Ivanka Trump, where no, she gets no. any and every job, or or better, Jared Kushner, where she gets every job. <laughs> oh. Christy Freeland was our deputy prime minister. She's now going to be the finance minister. She was also the the uh, foreign affairs minister. Uh, uh, that brokered the new NAFTA deal. What can this woman do? She should fix Because she's most loyal to Trudeau. She you know she, she's she's about to be the next prime minister. You know how this goes. Anyway, I'm, I, I, like, I, I just want to separate the prime minister from the president. Sorry, I push back on, on your pushback. Yeah, yeah. I think we all um, push back, back on your pushback. Yeah, my push back. back on that pushback. <laughs> They're all haters. So I, get, I, think we can, I think we can agree, like, um, you know, with every... <laughs> 
with every uh, Karen video that that comes out, with every uh, video of of people getting into arguments in grocery stores or uh, protesters fighting with other protesters, things things like that. Like they, um, Andrew said it really well. Like there's just so many things were just kind of poured on people at the same time. Yeah. Like so many things at the same time, where like there wasn't there wasn't an ability to kind of like parse them and say like so we were dealing with um, with racial injustice at the same time as we were dealing with COVID at the same time as we were dealing with finances at the same time while we we're dealing with gender um, gender issues at the same, like everything was happening everything's disaster. been happening at the same time yeah and now every like so for example. There, there are recent studies have shown that there are less people who care about Black Lives Matter, the statement, not the movement, now than they did in May and June. So the same people who loved this show at the beginning are kind of like, you know what? I wish you guys would talk more about this and that because I'm a little tired. That's just, that's just, that's just, just bare facts. Oh, we that's just getting started. Everywhere. The same people who were excited about seeing, you know, um, the, the, the Me Too movement kind of move ahead and, and women get their just due in terms of people who were harassing them are now kind of like, you know what? I'm, I'm ex like, everyone is, there's a lot of, I'll go back to what Tim said, nobody, nobody seems to care. Ch and I, and I, I really don't know how that, how, I don't know how you, I mean, it's a dark segment, but I don't know how you really fix that. <laughs> Chase, the question I was going to ask, man, was what does care yield in this society? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like what exactly, I had to ask myself, and I'm sure all of you guys have at some point in some iteration, but like what exactly does caring yield? Two or three social posts max. A black post on Instagram for one day. Are you asking what, what it yields or what genuine care? A nice t-shirt no, that shrinks. I think, I, I think like, oh I think there's <laughs> like, like, I guess what I'm I, I'm getting at is that like care is not enough anymore. You know what I mean? Like we've got a society who everybody just talks about how much they care about things, and little action is actually being done by the vast majority of people. I know that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to string people out on a limb to say that they're not doing anything. And I know that these problems take a long time, but for the vast majority of society, I think the fatigue comes down to that question of like what does this actually yield you know what i mean like what does what 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 exactly am i doing am i we used the term last last you know last year last season is this moving the needle so i want to ask you guys like what is what does care yield that's a See, genuine question the, that's where i would say care and genuine care would to me mean actual action so i don't think people have cared in the first place um they've sent out posts but genuine action would mean care to me um i'll let kareem speak because uh, he was about to say something but that's what it would mean to me so i don't think people have fully cared in the first place i think when you think about all the different things that are kind of happening right now we're talking about care and what it yields i i i and you're and you're referencing genuine care um jonesy i think the reason why um it's difficult for people to genuinely care about different situations is because the ignorance or and not in a malicious way in their understanding of why certain things happen so why should i care uh and so because they don't genuinely care sometimes what it yields is i know that uh it's it's popular or it's sexy to look like i care or say the right things in this moment but to genuinely care and do something where it's a long-term has a long-term effect is difficult so if you look at the whole uh racial injustices we spoke about it in the past uh for a lot of the issues people don't want to uh understand or think be, uh, or or actually genu genuinely care because they don't fully get it and they don't understand it but i'd also pair that with the COVID situation a lot of the people who are uh, you know, maybe maybe it may be perceived that they don't care is because in their minds they don't have all the information or information is presented, but then it's uh, the information was presented later on gets it, it's not consistent messaging with something else. And so people are just like, well, is this something that I really need to be listening to or hearing? And so I think I think deep at at the root of people, they want to care, but if they don't fully understand, it's difficult for them to yeah. really care.
Yeah. Can can we figure out a definition of care? Yeah. Because I don't know if it's the same for everyone in the chat, and I don't know if it's going to be the same for everyone who's listening. Because there there are different levels of care um, that you can attend to any one thing mm-hmm. that may not translate to another. Like you could care very much about climate change, and you recycling in the eyes of Greta Thunberg may not be enough. Yeah. I I would say at a very basic level, it's 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 ascribing attention to the topic at the very basic level. I know that that's pretty rudimentary and and a little uh, that's a little big that's a little too big of a brush to paint it with. But at I guess where I'm coming from in the question is like ascribing attention to, because that's kind of where Chase framed his original question about it. it's like you know does it feel like people. You know, it, it's almost like the subset of his question was like, is, does it feel like people are stop stopping giving attention to these things that are happening? The headline. Yeah. Hey, the one so, thing uh, I would I would actually say, though, is uh, with the whole idea of care, um, where in society do we look to see examples of uh, people uh, caring? Uh, it's uh, something that as I'm thinking about it, it's like I'm going to go there. But uh, we all within this group at some point or another or currently uh, have or are working in churches. Uh, and the church uh, at its essence itself was the lead example of what it meant to care. Um, but something along the lines, uh, we kind of bought into this idea of uh, what uh, Diedrich Bonhoeffer talks about as cheap grace. It's like, yeah, yeah, you just need to say that that is uh that is what you believe in that you accept jesus into your heart and then you're good you're good Uh, it's like you just need to say that you care about something you just need to give five dollars towards something to show that you care you just need to change or attach something over uh your avatar on facebook or instagram or uh post which it's at times it's like we've all been uh at fault for something along those lines posting a black square or reposting someone uh, that uh says something that's uh like oh my goodness that is so profound to show that you care uh but it's the reality is is that i would say wholly as uh an instrument uh, the church uh, needs to do a better job of showing the world what it means to care. Uh, and it's something that there are those within the church that do a great job. They devote their life to doing something, and they don't make a lot of noise about it. But it's the majority of us, uh, we like to hang around and be like, I go to a church that gives half a million or a half a million dollars to missions every year, and we help feed this or we address uh, this issue or we do that. It's like, this is me showing that I care. But what are we doing as an opportunity? And it's like, I say this to myself as well. What am I doing as an opportunity to showcase that, you know what, I do care about this. Uh, It's uh, it's something that it's like, there are stuff that we can talk about. uh, And it's like, okay, yeah, we can talk about it, but what am I doing to show that I care? Uh, so that it's not just something that I consider, yeah, this is something that I care about, but I actually don't do anything to change my life. Uh, because then that just shows that I don't really care. I just like to think that I do. Yeah, but going into an introspective time and dealing with like the person in the mirror and navigating like an incredible, incredible amount of soul work that people have to actually think about what they think about when they think about race. That is a tremendous amount of care that you actually can't quantify. Like if we're going to use scripture and Jesus as the model, then can you say that you're a discerner of hearts and intentions? Because if you can't wait, like if we're going to say, if we're going to compare it to, to a grace that somebody referred to as cheap, as great as that quote is and as as true as that may be within the framework of what we believe how do you quantify that idea that you can look at somebody's inaction on social media in in a certain way of posting um and say that 
that is the evidence and that's the qualifier of their depth of care. I, I just don't know if we can get away with that. Is there fatigue? Yes. Did the posting slow down? Yeah, but we knew that it would. It slowed down for us too. And again, I made this comment yeah. back at the in the episode where we're talking about what does this look like for, for people of color. Like, there was an indigenous woman who went through an incredible plight. And I've yet to see the majority of people that would say that they are justice warriors, including ourselves, mm -hmm. who've actually spent the same amount of time and dedicated uh, postings and conversations and live streams um, as we did for Ahmaud Arbery or for George Floyd. And I don't want to trivialize those things. And I don't want to, like, conflate cultural moments. But we could be demonized in the exact same way and say, we haven't said enough. And that's just, I mean, it's just what it is. Yeah, and there's that's... so many things going in on in, like, through the world. <clears throat> Have we talked enough about climate change? Have we talked enough about the miseducation or lack there of Ooh. in so many countries for young women? Have we actually done a, a good enough dive? And have we been honest and humble enough to think about the health issues that are going on, not just with COVID in our country? Have we cared enough for the ills of society that we live in and that we are aware of? I just don't know if we can put it all on the same plane. Yeah, I mean, when I look at your question, Adam, I think it's really an unfair question when you really think about it. I don't think it's a question anybody can answer because you're asking how much is how much care is enough care and if it's pushing the needle. But ultimately, if we all had one topic and we all addressed it with all 10 of us in this room, we're going to have different levels of care. And it doesn't mean that the person who cares about it the most has the pinnacle, has the standard of which we now have to lead up to. If we all go to the store and they ask us to sanitize our hands and four out of five of us sanitize, does that mean the other person who didn't sanitize doesn't care about stopping the spread of COVID? No, it doesn't. It just means that they didn't sanitize. They're still doing other things. They're still washing their hands. So I think when you look at that question, it's a tough question because who's now setting the president for what caring is for a certain for a certain movement for a certain topic where now if i'm not living up to that measure of care i'm not considered caring and you look at it with there's a rapper named no name formerly known as naomi she called out all these african-american rappers because in her eyes they weren't caring enough and like i'm not here to bash her because i think yeah, some people did need that wake-up call, but I am going to pose the question, and it doesn't matter who asked it. Who are you to call out people and say that they don't care enough because they're not posting on social media, because they're not yeah. sending videos, saying that they're doing stuff? Again, care is one of those things where it's like intentions. We yeah, can't but... say that we know someone's intentions. I can't you know if you're caring, if you're promoting and advocating for black lives outside of social media because then someone like me is going to be perceived as someone who doesn't care because i don't have social media i, I and i'm gonna let you go bart but I, i'm i i can't i can't concede to that because everything gets shoved into the it gets relegated to this aspect of relativity and there's so many things that get lost in relativity in this culture in this world and things actually don't get done because they get lost into your truth and my truth and your care and my care and who are you to judge my care if i don't wash my hands or if i don't hand sanitize do you really think i don't care about climate change because i don't because i only recycle this and i don't compost that and all that kind of stuff and it's like yeah at some point i get it i get like there's different levels right i understand that but i guess like what i'm what i'm like like the subtext to my question is like at what point at what point do do we come on on the same level and we ascribe this kind of like this baseline thing so that things can actually get done and then the people that fall short of that 
are the people that are not caring and the people that come above it are that and that's and that's yeah, the, yeah. I, like like that can't be answered like i i'm i yeah we're kind of getting into, into 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 philosophy right into the realm of philosophy there but and i'm not trying to go there right now with you guys but i'm gonna I'm jump in i i think that's too hard because there's different stages of life for everyone and there's a few things i think with this whole caring um that we need to have as a basis the first thing is we live in an era of wokeness okay so woke used to be like black people acknowledging other people that understood you see the forest for the trees. You can read between the lines. You understand what's really going on. And it has exploded very quickly into everybody using or being woke. And we already live in this world of social media is our uh, uh, showcase of life. So we're, we are already prone based on liking commenting subscribing all those different things to one-up each other on mm -hmm. our level of wokeness mm -hmm. ultimately caring caring has to be cognitive conscious behavioral change if you say that you love someone but you never do anything and if they address it with you and you say oh man i didn't know i was hurting you that way because i care about you i have to change my behavior Mm. Otherwise, it's mute. It does not mean that I actually care. If someone keeps picking on you and bugging you or something like that, and then you say that uh, that's bothering me, man, I don't want you to talk about that no more. Mm. And then you keep coming back and doing it, then you don't care because your behavior would have changed so. And the problem that's happening today is first the foundation of wokeness that we all have. And of course, it's all being showcased on social media. And then we also have the inaction or the not enough action compared to X, Y, and Z. And then the last part is what we just spoke about, the overbearingness. Before you can fully form a new habit or a new understanding about a certain topic, there is another topic. How come you are not up on your game about uh, 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 climate change? And why are you not on your game about indig women, indigenous women in Canada? And did you not know about X and about Y and about Z? Mm -hmm. So during the fatigue that comes in, that then says, okay, before you can even change or understand or relegate what your next step of action is going to be about caring for topic X, you are already behind on X, Y, Z. And not only that, we're judging you for it because you don't have enough posts about it on your Instagram feed. So what to do? So this is where we have this era of wokeness that has perpetuated a cycle of us never being woke enough. And that's why the levels will never work for anyone. So then are we saying that the level of care or we're attributing care to knowledge and knowing of something? That's literally what it right. sounded like saying is that I care based on how much I know rather than I care based on how much I do or how my life is shown. I, I think I think it's not just what I know, but what Bart is kind of speaking to is what I show as well. And I think for a lot of people, the reason, and I, I said it already, why it's difficult for people to, to be able to fully be able to show how much they care about a situation is, you know, I'm going to go on the other side, like some people do care. And, I, and that's what I'm going to even go off of what O'Shea said, and, and, and people make a judgment as they don't care, because they don't, people don't show that they care in the way that that person thinks that that person has to show that they care. And, and really we can't be, you know, judging people based on what we perceive showing what care looks like. Now, because yeah. that gets really tricky. What is, yeah. what is that baseline for all these different issues as to, you know, what it means to care? Uh, is, it, is it that I put out a, a social media post daily every day? Is it that I, that I actually go and try to spend more time with different uh, environments and situations to be able to get to know them and then based on what the information I get, try to change? Like, it's difficult to be able to judge and say, you know, what it means to care for people. And so that's why I think as a whole, I think it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's just not something that uh, I don't think anybody should really be deciding to say or saying, what it means to care versus what it, what it means not to care. Now, the reality is, are there people that don't care? 
hundred percent. There's people that define that. That don't. Well, they tell you exactly. Well, they tell you. I could care less. I care less. I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking trash to me right now. That's that's. You'll know from those people. They absolutely don't care. And then for others. Yeah, and all of that. But there's others that care, and and they might go about how they want to show they care in their own personal ways. Some people want to put it on social media because they're big on social media, but there's some that don't want to be on social media because it may look like I'm just doing this to do this. And some are showing it right. by their actual personal relationships that they have with people. Right. And so and so from that standpoint, you know, I don't, you know, with the question that was asked, how does how do we show that we care, like. You know, it's, the answer for me is it's different for everybody. It's different for different yeah. people. I, I agree, but I think in the climate that we're in right now, I think the way that, you know, just, you know, the lockdown, social media, I think that is a valid question. And I think care can be shown by moving from just social media to now what can I do beside, beyond, the, beyond posting the hashtag, right? Now, again, woke culture forces you you have to care about you have to quote unquote care about everything uh but it's okay to be educated but to really be passionate passionate about one thing you know people can be passionate about uh indigenous rights people can be passionate about uh black women and at the same time be educated about indigenous rights and i think that's important for for people to sort of understand so adam asked a valid question and i think it's something that people need to ask themselves when it comes to different issues do I care about this or do I just need to be educated on this? Yeah. And I, and I, and I would say that I'm, 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 I'm still working through this guys. And I'm, and I'm just thinking about like, if, if like, cause it's not enough to say that we can't ascribe a definition to care because it's relative. It's just not enough because then it's like, who cares? You know what I mean? But it's, I would say that it's, it's, you know, the most effort, you know, given for the advancement of the issue, given my time, and my resources and i think that, that that when we when we go off a definition not so much based on what the societal baseline is but more so what a personal baseline is we can kind of get a little bit closer um but reem you wanted to add one more thing go for it bro yeah the other thing i would say is is it needed that everybody has to care about every single situ like issue the same manner like no i don't think can't, and i think possible. that's i think that's the issue when people expect everybody to care about every yeah everything that's going on in the world i don't think we've been wired or is it if it's if it's physically possible for everybody to care about every single issue no, you'll can, burn they have aware, can they have awareness to it yeah but the, the, to put that like that idea or to think that every single person has to care about everything that's going on in in a certain in a certain manner that's unfair like um, we have, we all have different things and, you know, Steph, you talked about being passionate. We're, we all have different things that we are passionate about and it's okay to be passionate about those one, two things so that you can be passionate about those one, two things and be passionate about it well versus trying to be passionate about a whole bunch of different other things and never being able to put your time and attention, uh, that is, that is deserved for all the different things that are going on. So I think it's something that we got to also be conscious of is that idea of you can't expect, you can't put that expectation on people to, to care about every different, every different problem that's going, going on in right. the world. And part of that is maturity too. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. I don't think we can put, um, uh, say that people have to be all in on everything. However, to say that put a or, or a meter at what care is, then we're taking away even even our faith has a barometer of what care is. Mm -hmm. Even our faith tells us people will know we are Christians by such. Yeah. We we walk in such a way. There's a barometer that tells you if you are a faith follower. You know, not just be f listeners of the word, be doers of the word. Mm -hmm. And so we we got to be careful when we say we pick and choose, or how do we say what care is? Because there are barometers, there are levels. And we've got to be very careful by saying that there's no levels or there's no barometers on what care is, because then what, what we're doing is we're diminishing what our faith has even said to us on what yeah, our parameter yeah. of our faith is. Yeah, You're right. I mean, I, I don't think it's don't... fully diminishing what our faith is because uh, no, like no, you I'm said, just talking about like, care. Yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, care. no, no, no. Yeah. If we have a line of what we say care is as a christ follower how can we bring that line to someone who is buddhist how can we bring that line to someone who believes in something that we don't believe in now right sure yeah, but more than that but more than that it's 
the barometers are in place. Andrew's like 100% right in do. But I think what we're conflating doing with is proclaiming. And I don't we're, think that we're there's... We're combining the two in... Yeah, like we're, we're saying people aren't professing what they are doing. They're not showcasing what they're doing. And so, because I can't see it, I feel that they, they don't, don't care. care as much as I think they should. And yeah, so, it, so you're not wrong, right? But I think that that's what we're, we're butting heads on. There's two philosophies yeah, yeah, here yeah, of yeah, like yeah. you could be doing it um, without saying it and, and shout out to the people who do it and say and, and Shout out. Shout it, right? So... I just want us to be careful when we when we say, oh, you know, and we just make it some free think like Adam said, then we'll be like, then I don't care. Like, I really don't need to do anything because yeah, you just might not have the capacity to do a ton. Right. Exactly. Like if, if all you can do is actually look at the audience of your life and love them better um, and you are not a person of public influence as an influencer, then I, I just can't like expect you to be Michael Todd on Instagram sure. yeah. telling us what you're doing. Not that he's yeah. wrong for doing that, but you just don't have that influence. And so care well for the, the influence that you do have. Right. And that goes back to that loose definition that we were cooking up about the capacity of your time and resources and ability yeah. to do it within, within the structure that you have around you. Right. Yeah. So that's good, man. That's yeah. Hmm. That's good. Conversations about care. And um, this has been a good one. So I gotta say, this is the House of Commons show, ladies and gentlemen, season two. Ah.